the God of Abraham is your father. I know, you know, when we say we don't know what that means, what I mean by it is that we don't realize why they get that offended. When you use the word father, what it did was to remove you from the class of normal people. Because the truth is that you know, all the goats I've seen in life, when they give birth, they never ever give birth to lizards. Every offspring of a goat is a goat. We've seen dogs have children. The, the last time I saw a dog that when it delivered was a cat that came out. Okay, you were there that day. Eh? Are you? The guy is denying me now. It doesn't happen. So by the time you open your mouth and call God Father, are you getting the significance? You are saying you are not a sinner like the rest of us. You are saying you have the same. Do you know who you are calling Father? The Creator, the God of Abraham. You are saying that Abraham should respect you. You are saying if we queue up Moses, we queue up behind you. Are you all right? Don't blame them for thinking they should stone the man. That's why they decided to stone him. Why? He opened his mouth and called God Father. He said, the Bible said that they said he has, this man has placed himself in the class of God. A time came, he said, I and the Father, we are one. Uh, I said, no, no, no. <laughs> he carried it in very far. Making all kinds of claims. Let's not talk about the claims he made. Let's talk about the name Father. He said, I have now manifested that name to them. What that means is that if they understand, and listen, that was a name Moses did not know. Yet he brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. What he was saying in effect is that if you know the name, the way I know it, everything the Father did through me, he will do through you. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. And he told God, he said, that's what I have come to do. I have introduced that name to them. He said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. That name is the name Father. That is one name nobody can ever surpass when it comes to the revelation of God in this dispensation. You can't surpass that. What we now need to do is to grow in the knowledge of the reality of that name. For us to know each time what it means. But for us to understand it, this is how I'm going about, uh, I'm going about it. Because he said, this is eternal life. That you, they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That is, if you want to know God for who he really is. Philip said, show us the Father. What did Jesus say? Let's open to that. John chapter 14. Today we are beginning to look at the person of Jesus. Let's know him very well, so that when we pray in his name, we know what we are doing. I'm not teaching any high-falutin revelation. I just want us to go through the scriptures and see how Jesus is described. Let's know the person we claim to be our Lord. Are you getting my point? Let's even look at the meaning of the word Lord, because Lord and friend are two different things. You know the argument? Okay, Mute, you remember now? Say we are not... We are not servants. We are, uh, we are not slaves. We are sons. We also understand it. You can be a servant and a son. It is not, they are not mutually exclusive. And that's why Christians get confused. 
What am I talking about? When we use the word that Jesus is Lord, we don't need to know the meaning of the word Lord. Lord and friend are two different things. There are times just to call, describe himself as your friend. And he's right. He's your friend. But that does not mean he's not your Lord. It just means you can have a Lord who's your friend. Like in my house, I play with my kids. You understand? They have a lot of liberty. But that liberty does not include I give an instruction and you think otherwise. No, 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 no. That liberty doesn't reach there. I can be going and victory jumps and I'm supposed to catch him. Fine. That's play. Are you getting my point? He can decide when it comes to Bible study, he picks my tab. And he holds it out. I'm supposed to put in the code so I can unlock it so he can play games on it. It's fine. He can enter my room and decide that he wants to lie on my bed. Oh, fine. I can even reach the house and find him in my shoes. All I will say is, Victor, what are you doing there? And you know he has a very, very sharp mouth. You say, I'm just trying to check how it fits. He can tell you that. That's victory for you. They can all do all of these things. And it is fine. They can decide, oh, daddy, can I, I hear that chocolate is yours. Can I have it? And as, before you finish saying the yes, he has grabbed it. That's good. But it doesn't cross their minds. If I say, stop, they don't hesitate. God has blessed me with good children. You know, someone I see parents say, children, stop. And the child is still going on. You know, I'm wondering that now. Wow, where you color you're picking from? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I'm wondering. Ask my wife, she's here. You know, you know, there are things that you go, you know, sometimes we don't remember these things. God has, if my, if my son is moving and I say, and he wants to take a phone, I say, hot there. He will freeze in mid-air and look. That's why people tell me that uh, Abraham, uh, Isaac must have been a small boy. That's why Abraham could try sacrificing. I said because all of us have been raised in disobedience. If you raise obedient children, they are easy to sacrifice. (laughs) 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 The Lord is good. Now, what am I trying to say? So, Jesus, even though he's our friend, he loves us, but let's not ever forget, he's also our Lord. He's supposed to be obeyed, not discussed with. You obey him. He gives an instruction. If you say jump, you ask, how high, sir? Say, keep jumping until I say you've gone high enough. You rise into the air. If you want to come down, you speak against gravity. Gravity, the Lord said, I should jump. Don't take me down. That's how you treat the Lord Jesus. He doesn't say, take no thought about tomorrow. I say, Jesus, you know, I'm in Nigeria. <laughs> I said, look, the bigger problem is that we think that when we read his words, now nah, advice. Yeah, we think he's a doctor that will go to hospital to see. And he's a psychiatrist. My son, take no thought about tomorrow. <laughs> he said, you don't know my wife. Oh. He said, doc, we will try. I should check the urine tomorrow morning. I will try. You come in the afternoon, Doc, I was busy. And the doctor said, well, it's for your health, though. He continues talking to you. You disobey Jesus on one thing. He shuts his mouth and he's looking at you. And let me tell you, we, we will see it. The Jesus that died and the one that rose from the dead, they are not the same. He said, what do you mean? When John saw him, he did not recognize him. And this, <laughs> don't forget, this was the Jesus, the John that used to put his head you know, it's because of the way they used to sit. 
He was the closest. They used to recline, you know, like you sit in your sitting room chairs, but they didn't do that. They reclined. So his pillow, so you know the way you are sitting in a circle, you recline, you don't recline straight forward or backwards, you recline to the side. Because Jesus is facing one direction. He's the one that's always sitting next to him and reclining in his direction. So their heads were always next to each other. They could whisper. They could say things that Judah, what is his name? Peter did not hear. That's how come it was only John that knew who used to collect the money. He said, let's sell this and give to the poor. In the reclining position, Jesus said, hmm, this guy wants us to sell it. I know why he wants us to sell it. So he can take the money and complete the house in the village. <laughs> Yet, this same John, when he saw Jesus afterwards, he said, I fell at his feet like one dead. He was not, oh, Jesus, long time, oh! Which is a typical answer. He says, okay, Jesus, you, come on, you leave your guy here, sis. <laughs> I fell at his feet as if I was dead. And he said, oh, John, come close. He said, rise up. Now, you put down the... That was a lot talking. Not playing now. Tell your brothers... I will come and strike them with the rod from my mouth if they don't repent. The Jesus that died for them. Let's read that John chapter 14. I'll start from verse 1. The Lord was speaking. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Then Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. (laughs) How can we know the way? Are you getting my point? The place where you are going, we don't know. You say you know the way. You say, where are you from? I tell you, from I'm from Bojobo. And you know the way to Bojobo. And you're like, Pastor, I don't even know where Gojobo is. You're telling me. Now, that's a town in Edo State, for those who are wondering. I didn't manufacture it. It's a real place. Amen? Amen. So don't think I coined it out of nowhere. <laughs> so that's what he was saying here. He said, we don't even know the place where you are going. How do you say that we know the way? Then Jesus said to, the, to him, which is why we are reading this. I am the way. I don't teach you the way. I don't show you the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Let's read a few more verses. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. He said, from now on, you know him. And have seen him. Now please follow that. Remember, what is eternal life? That you know God, him, the only true God, and Jesus who he has sent. How do you know God properly? You look at Jesus. He said, from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip now said to him, Thomas is speaking, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. 
And Jesus said, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative. But the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Let me just stop here, okay? What I really want, I've read it. Now, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One of the most interesting things about spiritual things, all right, is how you apply them. For example, when you see the word way, you expect to see a physical road. You expect to see, if you are more advanced than that, you expect to see um, maybe a spiritual principle, a method. This is a way to this. So do like this, preach like this, speak like this, pray like this, receive this, and that's the way. So you leave the physical realm, you get to the a higher realm, and you start seeing way as a method. But when you get to the highest realm in spiritual things, the way to things is a person. So they say, what is the way to the Father? Jesus said, I am the way to the Father. What is he saying? Anyone who wants to get to the Father, turns around, looks at me, focuses on me until he finds himself in the presence of the Father. That's how spiritual things work. That is, there is no, these are the five steps to meet the Father. How do you meet the Father? Look at me. Focus on me. After a while, you are absorbed into me and you find yourself in the presence of the Father. Because I and the Father, we are one. Because I am in the Father, the Father is in me. Spiritual things are like that. Now, you understand what we're going to do is to have a good look at the Lord Jesus. Because there is no way of encountering the Father, of knowing the Father, except you know the Lord Jesus well. Except you know the Father, you cannot experience the power higher than that that Moses experienced. Except you know the Father, you cannot, that is, know him as Father. You cannot experience the power higher than the one that Abraham experienced. Until you know him as father, you are limited. You cannot experience the thing that Jesus came to bring. And that's okay. How do we get to the father? Jesus said it's simple. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. That is, don't forget, we didn't read this, but we should get there again. Numbers 21, don't open it now, and John chapter 3. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. So whosoever believes in him will in him have eternal life. And how did Moses lift up the serpent in the wilderness? He put it on the rod. And how were they supposed to believe? He said, everyone will look at him attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. It is as they focus on the lifted Jesus like that. That's what you say they are believing. And he said that is how they get into the Father. That's how it works. Jesus, when, when the Father wanted to show himself, he sent Jesus. Are you getting my point here? So it is important that all of us know this our Jesus very well. There's something I want to say, I'll close with that, I'll pick it up from there next time. This is just introducing what we are beginning to do now. What we are doing now is to study who Jesus is. We must know who Jesus is. I need to say this, I enjoy preaching what I'm about to preach. I really enjoy it. 
I like being a Christian. Have you ever heard this before? Once they put uh, this man on the stand, Joel Austin. You know, Americans know how to embarrass you. And as a preacher, you have to trust the Holy Spirit. They tried to do that to the Lord Jesus many times. They said, you know, millions of people watching, Oprah Winfrey. It was Oprah. Are you saying that Jesus is the only way to God? Are you saying Christianity is the only true religion? Don't forget, America has a lot of Muslims. There are Muslims watching from everywhere. You know, America is made of all kinds of human beings. Many of those whose parents were Christians, them said they are now yoga yogists. New age is popular there. And you are saying Jesus is the only way. And you know, in fact, uh, Benny Hinn was very angry. When Benny Hinn heard that thing, he was so angry. But I watched Joel Austin later on talk about it. He tried to modify the bit. Well, but the point is that how do you answer such a question? Now, answering is a different thing. Being convinced of it is another issue. Yeah, oh, answering it, let's not talk about it. Being convinced yourself is an issue. I went to preach once in the fellowship where I'm now a chaplain. To be a member of that fellowship, <laughs> generally, when we are taking pictures, it's only for those who are 65 and above. All right? It's in town here. It's beauty fellowship. Our chairman is like 84. The other person is like 83 or 82. The other day went for a, a birthday. The woman was 80 years old. All the birthdays I've attended since I became the chaplain have been for people who are 70, 80, 82, 81. Not all this, uh, not Hannah comes my birthday. My wife says my birthday. <laughs> Me too, I come and say it's my birthday. Small, small boys and girls is their birthday. <laughs> that place <laughs> will do birthdays. People are 80. <laughs> In case you think I'm a small boy, I'm the chaplain. Yeah, yeah, I'm the big boy there. <laughs> All right, I decide things that happen with due respect to the elders anyway. <laughs> Can you imagine being pastor of people who are your father's age? It's interesting. The Lord is good. <laughs> you don't understand why, most, uh, why uh, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, don't rebuke an elder sharply. He won't come to church again. <laughs> the Lord is good. The first day I wanted to preach, before I wasn't their chaplain that time, first day I wanted to preach, the former chaplain, I took over from him because he was transferred out of town by his denomination. So I'd had some relationship with them. They now asked me to please come and take over the job. First day I went to preach. I preached on the supremacy of Christ. When I was done, the chaplain was jumping as he was seeing me off. He literally was jumping like this. <laughs> literally, now I'm not in that this he was like, he said, this one is Jim, 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 Jim. That's how he was jumping. Because he said something to me, that you have preached a message that people of this category need. And also in seeds for prosperity. And not believing God for a wife or husband or children. These are grandfathers and great-grandfathers. These are people who have prospered. One of the persons there is a former chairman of Union Bank. You get my point? The pianist, who leads praise worship, is a retired plastic surgeon. That when they say, let us praise the Lord, that's the person that does praise. Many of you have been there with me. Our, our overall chairman is, a, is an old-time professor of law. Come and say, so you see the Lord will bless you right now. They're going to look at this. This boy, all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to look at you whether you're okay. <laughs> no, these are accomplished people. You know, when we take announcements, prof will say, uh, we thank God. Um, uh, nobody died this year, amen. 
I'm serious. I'm not at the end of the year. Even then, that's the kind of announcement at the end of the year. So I want to thank God that this whole year, none of our members died. You know, here, do you say things like that any other place? <laughs> because it's, I mean, at that age, people do, people do die. People do die. The Lord is good. They do translate. All right. The Lord is good. Now, what I'm saying so is this. So the chaplain then said to me, he said, look, you are preaching a message that people at this age need. Because they're not looking forward to any other thing now, apart from meeting the Lord. That is good they have confidence that they, hold, they know what is true. You are getting my point here? Yes, that, that's the thing. And what did I preach? I don't understand. I want to share with us briefly. So you know this our Jesus is not just an anyhow person. It is not another religion. Christianity is not another religion. It is not another religion. Listen to me. It is not because you like to be a Christian or you were born in a Christian environment. That is how, that's why you are a Christian. If you're a true Christian, that is not why. You say, what about those in Saudi Arabia? What about those in Iran? God is very, very wise. He has not left himself without witnesses. Yeah. I read a book, Dreams and Visions. I referred to it a number of times. In Dreams and Visions, I, explain, um, I read how God, how God is meeting Muslims in the heart of Islam. There are people that, if I mentioned that people have told me they are likely to be Christians. In this country, you will be shocked. That if you are talking about Islamic rulers in Nigeria, you mention their names. People say, come, forget that guy is not a Muslim. I've heard testimonies of people who are in the royal palace in Riyadh. And these guys worship the Lord Jesus. And nobody knows. So let's get that one clear. You're not a Christian just because you're in Nigeria and there's freedom. Everywhere you call upon him, he will answer you. Everybody that seeks him truthfully, he reveals himself to. This Jesus, listen. Cornelius was seeking him truthfully, but using the old method. A way that doesn't lead to where Cornelius was looking for. God sent an angel to him. Say, Cornelius, you're a good man. We've seen all your labor, all the things you are doing, but it will not save you. You want to know salvation? Send for Peter. The Ethiopian eunuch, exactly like Cornelius, he too came all the way from Ethiopia and he was going back home. They didn't say because he was in a Christian environment. No. God just sent um, Philip. Philip, join his chariot. So Philip hung there, waited. The man came and he started reading the book of Isaiah, chapter 53 for us now. Philip said, do you understand what you are reading? The man said, how can I accept somebody explains it to me? Philip joined his chariot, explained it to him. The man believed. What stops him from being baptized? The man was baptized and took the gospel down to Ethiopia. That manifestation has not ended. I've told this story many times. Ever since I heard it, he struck, he stuck with me. Till today, Southern Kaduna is predominantly Christian. Do you know how it began? It began because an Islamic cleric who loved God from his heart was meditating the Islamic way all the time. And then just like Cornelius, God sent an angel to him. And one morning as he was meditating, doing his chants, doing his prayers, an angel appeared before him. Just like Cornelius, they told him, we have seen your prayers, we have seen your arms, we have seen everything you are doing, but this will not save you. You need to know the way of salvation. He said, what do we do? He said, now take a two-day journey down towards the south. 
and you will see men coming up towards the north. They will tell you the way of salvation. The man traveled. Two days later, he met missionaries coming up towards the north. They taught him Christianity. He went back home and converted all his followers. Till today, Southern Kaduna is Christian for that reason. God is not sleeping. He said, Pastor Mark, how do you know the story? The man happens to be the grandfather or the great-grandfather of the former late vice-chancellor of Amadou Bele University, Ishaya Odu. So one of those days, I was watching TV. He was being interviewed on one NTA program. And they asked him, how come you're a Christian? And you're from a part of the country that they are predominantly Muslim. And he told his story. What I cannot remember whether it was his grandfather or his great-grandfather, but no further than that. Told in that book I read, a man was kidnapped by what he thought was an, a, a terrorist who wanted to kill him. Only for after they carried him to, to the place, they opened the, the blindfold, they opened his eyes, and he saw Islamic cleric sitting down. And they said, the same person has been appearing to us in our dreams. They said, we needed to know the truth. So that's why we have called him. Say, sorry, we kidnapped you. Which other way we would do it? This is Egypt. Please, I hope you are getting my point here. God is not sleeping, amen? amen? Why does he do this? That's the point. It is simple. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, Eskimo, Indian, black, white, Japanese, whichever country you are from, no one, Catholic, Anglican, Muslim, Hindu, atheist, no one, no one can come to the Father except by me, except through me. Nobody can. Jesus chose his words carefully. He wasn't joking. He knew non-Jews will read the Bible. He knew the gospel will be carried everywhere when he said no one. It's not as if you say, in case they are, they are Hindus, let them use them. What's the name of the Hindu God? Name one of the Hindu gods. Let them use a cow to ride to me, to the Father. No. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There's no other one. You know why? Because that is the only time the Father came down to the earth to look for people by himself. There is no other way. Let's say, what about those who have not heard of Jesus? Two things. Number one, don't worry about how God will judge them. Two, then you better go and tell them about Jesus. You have a responsibility. But in this day and age... If they really are crying out for God, he will send Jesus to them. I heard a story from Tunde Bakari. When the missionaries were coming, the far priests who used to do divination and seek the face of the gods, one day the gods manifested to them and said, I'm sending you messengers. Receive them and be kind to them. The missionaries arrived in Egbal land without any trouble. That's how come the first Baptist church in Nigeria was built there. First church built in Nigeria of today. That's where it was built. Because God said, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, even the Egba man, Nigerian man, Ibo man, Hausa man, TV man, Jukun, Urubo woman, that's my wife. No one can come to the Father except by him. It is not possible. People can seek God. Now let me just say this. They can seek God different ways. That's one thing I should say. They can. You can seek God different ways. You can you can wake up in the morning and say you're a Muslim. You pray five times a day, give your arms, go to Mecca, and you are seeking God. Yes, you are allowed to do that. You can decide that you're a Buddhist. I took time then and read the story of the man Buddha. He too was seeking God. He wanted to know truth. They will tell you they are looking for enlightenment. 
But not the truth. Once you start looking for the enlightenment, yeah, you move beyond the physical realm. You will. Whichever religion you try with. Even if you try with banging your head on the wall. Eventually you get somewhere. Oh, yes, there are different ways. You can decide that my religion is head banging. And God will talk to me as I bang my head on the wall. Just calculate it well so you don't die in the process. If you just calculate it well, after 18, 20, 25 years, the Lord might manifest himself to you, assuming nobody has preached the gospel to you that you rejected. Are you getting my point? It's important. Because God cannot come to you, you reject him, then you want to bang your head into heaven. That will not happen. So any religion you want to use, use it. But this is the truth. Once you leave the physical plane, if your heart is right, to step into the next level, somebody will stop you and say, oh boy, the road is down there. So what is the road? He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. Later I heard Joel Austin answer that. I like the way he answered it anyway. It was good for the American public. He said, there are many ways to Jesus, but there's only one way to the Father. I said, that's good, that's good. That's a good answer. He said, there are many ways to Jesus. Many ways. But there's only one way to the Father. And what am I preaching? Jesus is the only way to the Father. You know what? You know that before you want to argue with people, people say, that, are you sure Christianity is the only way? Ask them a simple question. Who else made the claim? Let's, let's, not, talk, let, let's not argue whether you're right or you're wrong. So who else even made the claim that they are the way to the Father? All of them are always fighting. All of them quarrel with the fact that God is a father and people can approach him. They all have not, please, if you know one, come and see me later. Not, I've not seen one religion that claims that they take it to the father. Ekanka will say they are the natural way back to God. That's what they say. Muslims will say Allah is the greatest. And there's no guarantee on meeting him. That's what they preach. That he has given laws, we should obey those laws, but there's no guarantee where it takes us to. No, that's it. What I have to do is the truth. What I have to do is this is simple truth. truth. The only person that says, one, well, you can approach the Father. The only person that says you can be forgiven of your sins. The only person that says that there is a way to the Father is Jesus. So really, in all honesty, I don't know why there's an argument or whether he's a true, Jesus, his claim is true or false. I don't know why there's an argument. Because nobody's even making any counterclaim. He made that claim more than 2,000 years ago. Nobody, people have risen after that again and again. They didn't make the claim. It's a fearful claim. No, there are claims you don't make unless you are telling the truth. There are claims you cannot make Unless you are telling the truth. That is why I am I'm happy. I'm, no, not I'm happy now. I am excited. No, not, not that I'm excited now. What word can I use? I am overwhelmed. I am dissolved. <laughs> How did I choose the word dissolved? I don't know. But I, I am, I am, I, I, I'm, I'm glad. I, my, my soul is elated that I know the Lord Jesus. Yes. Because indeed, he is the way to the Father. If we understand, like I told you, way, spiritual things, it's not about describing me a map. You want to see the Father, you gaze at him. You look at him attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze. What am I trying to do in this series? That's why I titled it, The Way, The Truth, 
and the life. We want to describe the Lord Jesus again for believers to know exactly who they are looking at. Don't forget, see all those pictures you put on your wall, cross on the wall, all those kind of things. Or around your neck. Jesus with uh, thorns on his head. Hmm? Even Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Believe me, those are not the things that will show you the Father. Those are just Christian symbols that we created and manufactured. No, that's not. Look, 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 look. You want to know the Lord Jesus and see him. It's not by staring at a cross, a physical cross. To know Christ, to know Jesus, we have to go through the 250 descriptions that the Bible gives to him. I don't know all of them. I'm just giving, because somebody told me that he read 250 there. I don't know that many. But I can say she opened somewhere, right? Let's just read this and I think I can close with that. Revelation chapter 1, right? I'm excited, like I said, to be preaching this. Why am I excited? Sometimes we get so used to some things. We don't understand how important. We don't even understand what we are, what we are as believers. What we say we believe. We say we are Christians. Christians, being a Christian does not mean, it's not a religion, it's not a label. Is that Christ is part of you. That's what it is. Paul said this is the hope of glory. What did he say is the hope of glory? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So we must know who is in us. As a, for, in belief, as a believer, that's what it is. It's what God is transmitting into you as you gaze in the face of Christ. That's what, that's what matters. Believe me. God, Christianity is a, Bishop Oedipo's words, it's a receivement. It's not achievement. It's what God has done for you. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Listen, the sickness is broken when you see the face of Christ as the healer. Even the effect of temptations, sin in your life is broken if you understand that Jesus said, I am the one that released you from your sins. Look, I was in the news again today and I, there's one famous actor, I don't know the name, all right? They say he's, he checked into rehab yesterday and that he's been treated for alcoholism. You know why I felt sorry for him when I read it? It's big news, okay? Actor is being treated for alcoholism. He's, not, he's an alcoholic. So he's checked into rehab. They've spent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on that rehab. You know the relapse rate? is over 90%. By the time they leave, Give them a year, two. They are back to alcoholism. After blowing so much money, they can't get free. <laughs> they can't. I read the story of Lillian B. Yeomans, an American, a Canadian, I think, American Canadian, one of the two, doctor, a woman who became addicted to morphine. That's the precursor of heroin, all right? It was so bad, the addiction. I, you were just... She was a proper addict, and she was a doctor. He said because of stress, <laughs> she would take a little bit of medicine for this, and then before she knew what happened, she was hooked on opiates, morphine. It was so bad. There's nothing anybody could do for her until she discovered Jesus the healer. And in a few days, all the oppression of morphine in her life vanished. So the woman says, is it like this? So she abandoned practicing medicine the normal way and started preaching divine healing. Hmm. Why? Because one day somebody, and 
the person who ministered to her told her that Jesus is the healer and showed her this in the scriptures. I started looking at the scriptures. In a week, the addiction was gone. And this, you can't fight this addiction. She had, this was a doctor. Her colleagues had helped. Everybody had tried everything to free this woman from their addiction, but nothing worked. Then when she discovered Jesus the healer, in a few days, listen, he said, to him who loves us and released us from our sins, that's what I'm talking about, by his blood. This Jesus is the only one. In fact, I, do, I've not, I didn't even speak much about him. Nobody else can make the claim that he makes. Nobody claimed they died for your sins. Nobody said they are your healer. Nobody said that they are your provider. Nobody. All of them gave the, came to give laws by which you, can, you may achieve nirvana. You may achieve enlightenment. When I see Christians sitting down behaving as if they are Hindus, you go on 40 days fast, I won't join you. Hmm? You're on your own. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what you're looking for. I will not join you. Unless there's a kind of fast I can join you in. 40 days of seclusion to see the, seek the face of the Lord with prayers and what I understand as fastings. It doesn't mean that if we eat, we will die. No. It means that if hunger is disturbing us too much, if, if we are trying to pray, your stomach goes, Rrr. say, no, no, I will not give in to the flesh. That's not the flesh. It's called hunger. There's a difference between flesh and hunger. What's your problem? And get a slice of bread and a cup of water, a cup of juice, drink it. Five minutes, come back. You will be all right. Holy Spirit will not be disappointed. <laughs> what I've told you is the word of God. You know I don't lie to you. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you want to fast, your fasting is not about how deeply hungry you are. I even say that they go on seven days dry fast. Listen to me. If you do that, you're a sinner. Why on earth will you go on a dry fast for seven days? Don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Have you ever seen the Jews say they won't sweep the temple for seven days? And they ah! Will you like the temple of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Breeze blow, temple fall down. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's Hinduism. That's not Christianity. I don't understand. That seven day dry fast fasting it's not of God. It's a Hinduistic principle of trying to achieve for you, with your own power what Jesus has done for you. It's because you're so ignorant of what God has done, you are trying to drill your stomach to prove that you can do something. You're a sinner. The way of the transgressor is hard. Good. I don't want you to say it like that. So people can quote it. No, Christianity is just no, is to receive from the Lord Jesus. Yes, sir. It's not what you are doing in discipline, you know, in, in, in punishing yourself. Because of time, please let me just quickly get down to the part of it where Jesus was described. From verse 4. John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Look at verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Now, this is our Lord Jesus. The firstborn of the dead. The ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who released, who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. He said he has made us to be a kingdom. Priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look at verse 8. 
He said, this is what the Lord Jesus said. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Who is, who was, who is to come? The Almighty. That is the description of the Lord Jesus for you. I am the Alpha, the Omega. Who is, who was, and who is to come? Now, I want you to understand something here. And I'm going to look at that later. There are three, three parts of the Lord Jesus. Who is? Which version are you reading? Hmm? And that's the version you are reading now. <laughs> is, I'm using the American standard. Which one are you using? King James. It's a beginning and end. Yeah, literally, Greek says Alpha and Omega. What the literal Greek says, like if I was speaking English, I'm the A and I'm the Z. So in, in Greek, the first letter is Alpha, the last one is Omega. So it was interpreted in King James as the beginning and the end. All right. So I also read it here. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come. I think we should look at the Lord Jesus in those three dimensions. Who he was, who he he is, and who is to come. That to come one, I don't know why I just like saying it. The one to come. Oh, the one to come. The one to come is a killer. He wipes out the inhabitants of the earth. Because the one to come is a judge. The one to come, he does not smile. He crushes everybody that rejected him. You know, let me not start talking about God now. This idea that God is nice. I've told you, get soap and water with bleach. <laughs> Wash it from your head. Because they want to come. Ah. The Jesus has a lamb that you will slap him and he will not say anything. Prophesy who slapped you. Next time, try and slap him. As you are thinking about it, your hands will just dissolve from the shoulder. They want to come. He's a judge. When he bring, when his judgment, oh God, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. This Jesus is is frightful. I said John saw him. John didn't remember to hug him. Somebody who they were sharing food together. Somebody who he gave his mother to take care of her for me. When John saw him, but that time John was an old man. He saw Jesus. Jesus had to tell him, him, it's me. Why? Let's describe him briefly. Look at it. I read it and we'll stop there. He said, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And having turned, I saw this and saw that. Verse 13. And in the middle of the lampstand, I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe reaching to the feet, and gathered across his chest with a golden sash. His head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when he had been made to glow in a furnace. There's a reason why he was going to crush people. That's why. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. And out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. 
and his face was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. Let's leave it there. When John, his friend, saw him, the sight of Jesus killed him. <laughs> That's what I mean when I said they want to come. No. It's good to believe in him while he's the lamb. Are you getting my point? When he returns as a lion, bros, you don't want to be there. Let's describe this Jesus. The one who is, who was, and is to come. If we know him, we recognize who he is, what he is, what he represents. Believe me. Then we can become exactly what God wants us to be. And this, we can experience the power that Abraham did not experience. That Moses did not even know existed. And those people saw things. And we know who he is. All this noise in the media of Islamic headsmen, it, 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 you won't be able to say it. You'll be feeling sorry for them. You'll be feeling sorry for them. Anger will disappear from you. It's compassion that will come upon you. I hope you've gotten my point. Let's bow down here. I think I'll just leave the message there. Let's just thank God. Quickly, let's thank the Lord. Let's say, Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. You will know the Christ that you have believed. Amen. And you will not be confused. Amen. I feel like saying this. No false prophet will get you. Amen. All the DBS that have bought suits, they will not confuse you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see their posters all over town promising to remove you from witchcraft pot. The blood of Jesus has already removed you from every pot. Amen. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. Let me say it to you again. Your life, say it, my life, my life is, hid is hid with Christ, with Christ. in God. In God. Uh-huh. So there's no witch that touches anything hidden inside God. Amen. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where you are hiding in Jesus' name. Amen. The cover of God is upon you, upon your family. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you live here, I declare to you that no evil will befall you. Amen. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. You are healed totally from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Amen. Breakthrough, open doors for you this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Favor, guiding you, protecting you. That's your portion this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. God's glory will shine upon you. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.